Gorga Cup. We should all establish our mindfulness now, bringing our intention to meditate and begin practicing. Today is August 26, 2020, and this is an opportunity, our uposa today, to practice the mind. And in practicing, in bringing the mind to stillness, we try to not think about external subjects. We, in our daily lives, are constantly caught up in our thinking. It never stops. Even when we fall asleep into unconsciousness, we dream and the mind continues to proliferate. So to practice, to apply effort, is to try and keep the mind with one object, to bring it close to and help it become accustomed to one kamatana or object of meditation, whether that be the breath, the buddho, mantra or some other object. We do this repeatedly until the mind and its kamatana object are close, until the mind and buddho are one and the same. And sometimes we may find that the mind, after a period of stillness or sometimes before, is caught in thinking that it has a great desire to move and to think about this or that. And in such a situation, we may find that we cannot simply still it, but rather must work with it and bring it to think about a Dhamma theme. Sometimes when we bring ourselves to practice, we come with a great desire to become, to attain. But we should reflect that we practice for the sake of letting go, not for the sake of accumulation or becoming. If we practice with the goal of becoming, of gathering, and of accumulation, of attainment, then the mind and the practice become chaotic and restless and fail to progress. When the mind has the energy of thinking and proliferation such that it cannot be brought to stillness, or when it has that energy after having rested for a time in a state of calm, then Longpur Cha taught us to bring it and its energy to think about a wholesome Dhamma subject, specifically the five Kamatana or main meditation objects which are taught at every ordination ceremony. Naka, Danta, 
Tacho, uh, Loma, and the hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. These five kamatana or objects are the organs and aspects of the body which wrap it and cover it. They are the external body and compose that aspect of form which each of us can see in ourselves and in others around us. The internal body is composed of the 27 other organs and aspects which are wrapped in the first five. We may bring ourselves to look at these internal objects, specifically, for example, the bones, which in the Pali language are labeled as ati. We may use this kamatana object, this word ati, to bring the mind to think of the bones. Or we may remain with these external objects because they are of extreme importance, repeating them forward and backwards. And as we do this, repeating the five objects in normal and reverse order, hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin, then the mind becomes calm. And eventually one of the five objects may arise in the mind as a nimitta, a vision. However, at first it might not. At first we may find we are relying simply on the words and on our own imagination and memory of the images of these objects. And this is not a problem. We can practice with this. At first, if the mind does not have enough power to see these objects clearly, then we can focus on one of them. For example, hair of the head and repeat it or repeat the word uh, naka, um, fingernails, until the mind becomes peaceful using this one term as a samatha object, uh, a object aimed towards bringing the mind to peace and calm. Once the mind has used a single one of these kamatana as a means towards growing peaceful and calm and has rested for a time and gained strength, then it can turn and begin to contemplate that object. For example, taking kesa, hair of the head, it might, we might ask ourselves, why do we think this hair is beautiful. What in it makes it attractive? We may imagine placing that hair in water 
what happens if it's put even in expensive water such as mineral or in sugar or any other sort of food how if this piece of hair was truly beautiful then it would only increase the value of whatever it was placed in however we see clearly that when even our own hair let alone the hair of another is placed into any dish or drink of ours that it makes it immediately lose its attractiveness and value we see that the hair of the head is coated in oil and bacteria that it's constantly accumulating more of this filth such that we must wash it daily in order for it not to become matted and grow a stench become dirty accumulate bacteria become diseased become covered with mold this is the nature the true nature of the hair of the head it is not an attractive object and if we contemplate and ask ourselves questions using our imagination in this way we begin to understand this clearly we may perform a similar contemplation with any of the five objects skin is the same body hair the same fingernails teeth the teeth are especially easily easy to see in their unclean nature after chewing and consuming food we find that all different pieces of the food are stuck in and on the teeth and that we have to clean them regularly to maintain any semblance of hygiene to see any of the 32 parts of the body in this light of truth as unattractive is to drink the elixir of immortality the amata the deathless this is what long por cha said and at first we may not understand this but over time as we contemplate we begin to see the ripples of this contemplation we see clearly our own body and then we see clearly the unclean nature of the bodies of others we contemplate every aspect for example the head we may begin tracing down through the hair to the scalp the skin the bones the skull and finally into the brain and if one has seen an autopsy of say a corpse then one has had the opportunity to perceive clearly this nature of the body how not only the head is composed of such things but the whole body and internal organs are made of similar accumulations of 
unclean and unattractive organs, the intestines, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the liver, the blood, everything that we fail to pay attention to until we look finally at the skeleton itself. The skeleton and the bones serve as a particularly potent object of meditation. And we may recollect the skeleton and the bones by repeating the Pali, Atikam, Atikam. This is bones. When the mind is quiet, it will see clearly the nature of the bones. And during the day, if we find ourselves repeatedly delighting in the forms around us, then this is an appropriate time to bring up these contemplations of the unclean nature of the body to counteract our natural attraction to the bodies and forms around us. At one time, Longpore was staying in Lopuri and during his fifth vasa. And after the end of the rains, he had a chance to see a skeleton which was kept in a closed container in the monastery. It was placed in the posture of meditation wrapped in a robe, and yet this body was decayed to the point of being only bones and a skeleton, which the monks would occasionally reveal by opening the container, the cupboard, and offering those at the monastery a chance to contemplate it. Longpore had the opportunity to see this container opened at one point and to look at this skeleton placed in meditation posture. And the impression it made was so strong that it stayed as a nimitta, a vision, in his sight for a long period afterwards, serving as an object of contemplation. Such body contemplation over time is of enormous benefit. It brings the heart to peace and calm. It is the particularly relevant work of us as monks in our brahmacharya, our holy lives, this is our occupation to look at the body. We develop in these robes our sense of ethics, our formal practice, and specifically this, the looking and taking of one or many of these 32 parts of the body and contemplating it until we see it clearly. We may find that we are particularly interested in or attracted to one of these objects specifically 
and we may take it as our main object of meditation, seeing it as not beautiful. And when we perceive these objects of the body and the body as a whole as not beautiful, then the heart and mind become beautiful and radiant. Whereas when we see the body as beautiful, then the heart and mind darken. As we develop the contemplation, the mind grows bright. It experiences rapture and suffering and a fullness, uh, rapture, pleasure, and a fullness of heart. And we pursue this path of body contemplation until we see the body clearly. Or we may use a traditional meditation object such as Budo until, or a traditional Samatha object such as Budo until the mind is quiet and then turn it towards contemplating the body. However we do it, we must contemplate a great deal. And as we do, the mind will steadily separate from the body until it sees its nature clearly. We may imagine the body decaying into the ground, and then we may use our imagination to reconstitute it and then repeat this mental image of it decaying again into the earth. This is the essence of Vipassana, to see impermanence in form or in the body, to perceive it clearly. And with Samadhi, we will be able to see this truth in just such a way. We are Kamatana monks, practice monks, and so we must have a kamatana, a meditation object. We may also find that we are drawn to a brightening meditation object as well, such as the recollection of the Buddha, the Dhamma, or the Sangha. And this object is also a true elixir of immortality in the same way. It provides a path to the deathless. So we continue to develop the practice, bringing the mind to calm and then turning it to contemplate. And we do this until we can see the body and form for what they truly are, for what it truly is. We may peel off the skin and see how below this thin wrapping that it is just a heap of red blood and muscle, how the skin is a thin veil hiding the truth from us. And our jobs, our job as monastics is to see this clearly. When we see the body clearly, 
then we see Nibbana. We see and encounter the deathless. So on this, the uposa today, Wanpra, uh, I, Longpur wants to encourage all present to put effort into their practice, an especial effort, especially strong effort, because we must understand that dukkha, suffering, lies ahead of us in life, and that if we are not prepared, then it will be far worse. So we must take this opportunity to develop and brighten the mind to see truth. And in doing so, we will prepare ourselves for all that is to come. <laughs>